Hello everyone and welcome to Neutral Game. I am your host, uh, Mirdrag, aka Real Soviet Bear, and with me is my co-host, uh, Colin, aka 6264. Hey folks, how's it going? So, this is a very special episode because for once we will be talking about a single specific game rather than an abstract concept uh, shared across several fighting games. Uh, mostly because Tekken came out and people kind of went crazy over Tekken and we wanted to give Tekken a shot. Um, especially because I think at least in three episodes so far we have told people, oh, you should just start with Tekken, that's the easiest thing to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically what we did, we decided to do was just follow our own advice so far and just use what we told everybody to do when they want to get into a new fighting game. Um, especially because, uh, like, me at a personal level, I'm really bad at Tekken. Like, it, it is, or maybe was, one of my worst fighting games ever. Um, and anything I did play with Tekken never stuck, so for all intents and purposes, I started from uh, square one. This is one part of the, the podcast where I will actually do a little bit of a rant, because my history with Tekken is really, uh, like, this story is going to have a happy ending, because I like Tekken 7 quite a lot. Um, but Tekken is the reason I almost didn't become a fighting game guy, because as a kid, the fighting game that was around a bunch was Tekken, and all anyone did was, you know, like, first order optimal strategies, which is where you find one, like... The, like the first successful and easy to execute strategy that you can find and just use it endlessly. So it was just everyone finding one cheap move and spamming it over and over, and that was fighting games to me as a kid. And it drove me crazy and almost made me give up on the genre. So for a long time, I actively hated Tekken. And it is to Tekken 7's credit that it turned that around. It's also, I was being a, a bit of a, a dumbass and and digging in my heels and it took me too long to give the series a second shot well for me it was mostly um i whenever i would sit down and play tekken with people who were somewhat competent at fighting games in general i would just have a complete loss streak i wouldn't win a single game same as with soul caliber so for the longest time tekken uh, put me off of 3d fighting games because i thought oh this is 3D fighting games that are problematic, you know, I, I don't, I can't think in 3D, so obviously I should just stick to 2D fighting games for the rest of my life. And then I played Dead or Alive, and I realized, oh no, actually, um, 3D fighting games can be very logical, it's just Tekken that has, or Namco fighting games that have this weird logic they adhere to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's, that's kind of where we come from um, in regards to Tekken. And I've been playing quite a lot of Tekken 7 since it released. Um, and like you said, it's to its credit that it also managed to kind of uh, turn my opinion about it around and make me actively enjoy it. Like, I have been having more fun with Tekken 7 than I did with uh, Street Fighter Five when I tried it out. <laughs> yeah. You don't sound surprised yeah, I there. <laughs> I... Like, Street Fighter V, I think if I had approached it without any, like, expectations, I might have had more fun with it, but Street Fighter V was a actively disappointing game, and also a bit of a mess. Yeah. 
So, so let, let's let's just a talk start our talk about Tekken Seven first with what what new things does it do compared to previous Tekken games that you know might have made us like it more than previous ones because obviously we have tried previous Tekken games so mm-hmm. there has to be something I different this here. Is- I mean, the, the biggest thing for me, the thing that, that really made me able to wrap my head around, like, the, the the basic level of strategy was the addition of armored moves. Yes, yes, that's a... Is a... Yeah, so you've got moves that have... Is it a set number of hits of armor? I wasn't... I didn't do the experimentation. I just knew that I, I, I got away with a lot um, with armor. <laughs> it's certainly weak to lows. No, it's... A, um, so, so how... Armored moves work now in Tekken, and that's a new addition. Everybody gets at least one armored move. And while you're executing this move, it can only be interrupted by a low attack. If it is hit by anything other than a low attack, for the entire duration of that uh, move, uh, it will absorb the hits and you will still take damage. There's no Mm. cap on the damage you can take, as far as I see. So if you would have, say... Lucky Chloe spinning around and doing like 20 hits uh, super quickly, all 20 hits would hit you, but you would still get your head out by the end of it. Mm-hmm. But it would just be... It seems like you also take slightly reduced damage. Yes, slightly reduced, and to tie into another mechanic, you also have armor on the Rage Arts, which are basically the supers. Mm-hmm. On that one, you take drastically less damage. Yeah. Um... So this, like, this was the most basic level of strategy, which was I, like, I figured out, um, I was playing, I, my main, it turns out, in Tekken 7 is Lee. Nice. Um, Lee is really good. Oh, he's really fun. Um, and it's just sort of, like, using a lot of, um, you know, you can get in close and do a quick flurry of punches, punches like a lot of characters can do, but a lot of the time with Lee, you're keeping at a range and sort of doing a bunch of quick pokes with kicks to try and frustrate them into committing to something and then use armor to power through it. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the big disadvantages, actually, of the armored move, aside from the obvious, oh, if you hit me low, it will just interrupt me. Um, if you jab someone with a very quick punch, and I mean like Steve level, like the boxer level of quick jabs, you can actually hit someone while they're armored and then block the armored move uh, because it's slow enough. So you would. I think that's great. I think that's amazing because then, unlike on an advanced level, like you know, on a basic level, armored move is really good because, oh, I can get my attack out. So even if I'm, you know, stuck from being hit too much, I have this one thing that'll hit. But then you, as the person on the receiving end of the armored move, you have options aside from blocking, uh, to punish something like that. Like even. You can also do throws. You can also do throws. You can also grab them. You can jab them and then block, which means you deal damage, but they don't. Or if you want to mm-hmm. trade, you can do enough hits that'll basically end up with, oh, okay, he hit me with his armor move, but while he was armored, I did more damage to him than he did to me, so I'm still a kind of like a net gain. Because mm-hmm. also a lot of those armored moves are tricky to follow up with combos. Yes, yes. Um... For reference, I'm playing uh, Kuma in Tekken, uh, who has a ridiculously quick uh, armored move. I think it I, it seems like it's one of the best in the game as far as armored move goes, but it's an option nice. that everybody has right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like also it's worth um, 
sort of tying in, this is not, I don't think, new to Tekken 7. It's just sort of a Tekken thing. But as I say, like, until Tekken 7, I've only ever seen the most clowny of, of Tekken play. Um, there's, um, like, we say, like, you know, you, you get a jab in and then you have to block the armored move. And in a lot of fighting games, being forced to block is a bad thing because it's like, oh, shit, you're, you're blocking now. Now they can capitalize on that. They can apply more pressure. They can lock you down. Um, and that's way less of a concept in Tekken. Tekken is a lot more about the back and forth. So it's not as big of a deal. Yes, you're kind of taking turns with your opponent in some cases where... Okay, I'll attack him, he'll block, but then I'll be at a disadvantage and he will do his thing and try and attack me and block. And then you have this guessing game of should I block block high, should I block low? Um, and it has this kind of like back and forth. It's not one-sided like... I mean, it can be one-sided if somebody juggles you or uh, reads you really well. But in most cases when players are evenly matched, it's going to be more of a back and forth than in other fighting games. And it it turns the game, like, I think the, like, you know, Tekken combos look kind of absurd, um, which is by design. I'm not saying they look bad, but, like, compared to the the regular, like, back and forth, um, it looks a lot more like a a normal, like, real-world fight than fighting games usually do, you know? Yes, um, Um, I think that's a lot to do with the way Tekken actually processes inputs, because um, in a lot of 2D fighting games, it's... You do an input for your regular punches, kicks, and things like that. And then you have this abstract input of press down forward, a button, and then a thing happens. Whereas in Tekken, it's more of a flow of hold forward and then press the this sequence of buttons. And you're kind of like, okay, I'm pressing the buttons that do the punches, so punches are coming out. But if I hold a different direction and press those punches again they'll come out in a different form, but they're still punches, so it feels more like an actual fight. Yeah, and the only exceptions to that are, well, I mean, there are some new characters that we'll talk about in a bit, but also, like, some of the... the... Uh, Mishima clan, yeah. with some of the misstep moves, Yeah, where you're doing, like, forward, neutral, down, forward, and then a punch, and those... Um, it it could just be I'm not used to that style of input, right? I'm used to Arxis style inputs and you know Capcom fighter inputs, and this is something different. I think they feel terrible. They do. Um, generally, the way you input game uh, input directions in Tekken feels really bad because, um, so for example, for uh, Kuma, he he does have a motion that is similar to a lot of Arc System fighting games, which is quarter circle back, forward, and then a button. But the way Tekken registers the directions, uh, I can't execute it the same way I do it in Guilty Gear or Blaze Blue. It just it just won't come out, and it's not just on my end. Uh, I've been playing regularly with people who usually play Street Fighter, and they have the same comments. Like I'm doing the same directional motions, but it's not coming out. Uh, which move is that specifically? Uh, that is a command grab from Kuma. Oh, that's the... Oh, yeah, yeah, The sure. one where he grabs okay. you and then spins you like a ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've had some weird... Also some weird... I mean, this is just, like, them doing input slightly differently, but, like, sometimes you try and do, like, his uh, his Tatsu, mm-hmm. you know, quarter circle back kick, mm-hmm. and you get his teleport, and I don't really understand why. The the input on, on 
on him and also, well, less so, but also Eliza, who is also oh, oh, a wait, 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 uh, base uh, character. When I, said, are kind of when I said Kuma, I didn't mean Akuma, I meant Kuma. Oh, I, sorry. <laughs> I, I was like, I didn't know he had that throw, but I'm going to play along because I don't want to sound stupid. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Um, I've, 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 I've confused people before saying I mean Kuma and they just assumed I played Akuma. Yeah. Well, whoops. Um well, I've had some I've had some minor input issues with Akuma because sometimes the the Akuma has a one or two reverse dragon punches and it, I don't know how it determines whether you're doing that or a quarter circle. It seems really random. It it seems like rather than being a sequence of button it buttons it expects you to do the last direction in tandem with the actual button. So if it says something like forward punch it doesn't mean forward and then punch. It literally means forward and punch at the same time. Yeah, but like, I mean, like they have different. So, like, um, with the missteps, right? Mm-hmm. The input that it lists is forward, neutral, down, forward. And not down, forward, down, forward. Mm-hmm. And that's wrong. Yeah. That doesn't work. Yeah. You have to, you have to forward, neutral, down, forward. No, I I, I I just I, don't understand. I, I don't understand that uh, either. But I guess it's been there since Tekken One, so it's it's there uh, forever. Well, whatever. I guess. Yeah, but let's talk about Rage Mode and Rage Arts. Yeah. So one semi new edition. Well, Rage has been in, in Tekken for a while, and Rage is essentially mm-hmm. if I'm low on health, my health bar will glow, and then while it's glowing, I'm doing extra damage. What they did uh, for Tekken 7 is repurpose that as being a kind of super meter as well. So if my health is growing glowing red, I can either keep it that way to deal more damage, or I can spend it... I'll keep my health, it's just the glowy part that vanishes, um, and I can do a rage art. And that's kind of the thing that they've been uh, putting the most focus on. Um it's essentially a super move. Like, it tries to hit. If it hits, uh, you do a lot of damage. That's basically it, and everybody has one. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows how to use it. No. No, like, I have used them to punish, but, like, what usually happens is that I'm low on health, and, like, I, I swear to God, I don't do this much in other fighting games. I do it a little bit in Blaze Blue, but I'm, I'm weaning off of it. But, like, there's just this primal part of your brain when you're, like, I'm low on health and they're coming in. And it just goes, ah, and you hit Rage Art. Yeah, especially because there's <laughs> a shortcut happens. button, which is just a Rage Art, which is a bit uh-huh. ridiculous. But, yeah, so, so what, just to illustrate to people what my online experience with Tekken has been. It's been like this. I have a normal fight. I'm fighting against a person who has obviously practiced combos. Like, they do a consistent juggle combo on me, and that's fine. Um, I get them low enough that their health meter starts to glow. As soon as that happens, they do a rage art. Like, they get up and they do a rage art. Like, if a hit dropped them to glowy health, they stand up, rage art. Doesn't matter if they're full screen, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if I'm not doing anything, if I'm blocking. Or they do... Which is probably the weirdest part of it. So they stand up, they don't do the rage art, but they're kind of going back and forth towards me, like stepping forward, stepping back, and just waiting for me to do yep. anything. So like, even if I just uh-huh. press like down, for example, something ridiculous, and then immediately rage art. 
And it's absurd. Yep. I have not seen this kind of behavior in any other fighting game. It's like I, I have seen people spam super moves. I have spammed super moves in my time as well. But this is like this is like basic I don't know, super move etiquette, and I feel like the game actively teaches people badly how that works because what I later figured out is if you do the Rage Art against the CPU, whether it's Story Mode or Cade Mode or Treasure Mode, it will always hit. The CPU never blocks it. And I think people think that it hits more than it actually does. Yeah, I've actually messed with it in the single player. I did some experimenting, and you can do it full screen, and it will usually miss, but the AI will very often try to lunge into your super full screen. They really want it to hit. They really want you to have that good moment. And it's ridiculous. It is, it is indicative of a lot of problems that Tekken has on a teaching you level, which we'll get to later. But yeah, Rage Art is... I'm not a fan of it, not because it makes the game easier. I think Super Move is fine. It's just it's obvious people don't know how to use it in Tekken. Like, even on higher... Like, I've gotten to above Grandmaster and ranked, so that's the first... I think it's Brawler or Fighter... I still have people do that. Like, they, they still... Mm. Not as often as on the lower ranks, but people still do it. Like, the only character I don't... I've, I've never done it with is when I play uh, Lily, because hers, like, the hitbox on it, like, if they are not completely flat and still on the ground, it will combo off of anything. It's insane. Yeah. it's It hits so, so low. Um, oh. But other than that, yeah, I... I Smash it out in a panic. So yeah, however, I do like the rage drives, which are very unfortunately named because they sound too similar to rage arts. But it's essentially the same way you spend things, but rather than being the cinematic focus moment, here is the camera focusing on you. Look how you're about to do a rage art, and then you hit, and it's like, oh, look at how fancy this rage art is, and then you feel cool about it. Uh, Rage Drive is just you launch forward and you launch the opponent in the air. And you have, I think, a lot of invulnerability when you do that. And it's super quick. So you can it's basically a free instant launcher if you hit it. And then you can just juggle your opponent uh, with standard combos. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. There's, there's, they need more time in the oven with the Rage Art. I don't think you throw the idea away, yeah, but shouldn't. I think the current implementation needs some... Needs a little work. Definitely for Tekken 8 or Tekken 7 Championship Edition or whatever. Hmm. Um, Dark Resurrection. Even Darker Resurrection. Um, But, yeah, other than that, the other only new addition, which I I actually genuinely don't like, is how they're adding 2D characters. Like, I think they've even used the term 2D character when referring to uh, Elise the Vampire, which was... Sadly, and she made her debut in the free-to-play Tekken game, and uh, Akuma from Street Fighter. And like usually, when I play these fighting games, and there's a guest character, there's some semblance of how they work, but they adapt them to the new game. They literally just copy pasted Akuma. Like all of his inputs are genuinely the same uh, command list things. Like even he even has, and I hate this on a fundamental level. He has the Street Fighter super meter in addition to the Rage Art meter. I think the super meter is is weird and janky. 
as as a thing that they gave him. Um, but other than that, the way he controls and the way he plays, I actually really like. I don't, I don't play him generally, but I think it's really cool. <laughs> um, and you know, obviously, you are free to disagree. I do wish they gave you a better reason not to spam fireballs all the time. Um, I mean, they're easy to sidestep, but it's just like there's not much disincentive. It's just sort of like, oh, they dodged it. Well, I guess I'll just throw another. Um, but Eliza is a garbage design. Yeah, yeah, I haven't wrapped my head too much around her, but I just don't. I think you have, actually. I think that's it. Is I think you think there's more to her and there isn't. There isn't. I, I like she looked like some kind of sleep stance meter character, and I wasn't sure what was going on. She's just the most boring. She has some. She has some stance stuff. It's pretty insignificant in in my experience. And you know, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be some some super hardcore Tekken player who can explain to me why I'm wrong, and I would be delighted to be wrong. But in my experience, she has some stance stuff. It's barely worth doing. Mostly, she just spams fireballs, and then she says, "I could use a drink" because she beats you. Because it's she's so boring. Yeah, it, it feels like when you when you play Bushido Blade and you have all these characters with swords, and all of a sudden, hey, here's a character with a gun. He'll just shoot you and kill you. That that's how I feel about these two D characters. Like, why? There's really they're really not necessary. Like, if if you want a good guest character, adapt to my system thing. Um, Dead or Alive has Virtual Fighter characters, and they gave them parries, even though they don't have them in Virtual Fighter, because you know that's how the game works in which they're in. They've changed, changed, changed the rules, but they make them still function similarly to their original game. That's my rant. Yeah, I've, that's fair. I think, and like I think the um, there are a lot of parts of Akuma that work great. Like his his armored move is a focus attack from Street Fighter 4 and as such he can hold it yeah. to build up damage and that is works really well in Tekken it feels really cool um, but the air fireball and like the air fireball they should have taken away from him um, I don't know it's it's hard because like on the one hand it's really cool to see how faithfully he's recreated and to the point like you can do tons of classic Akuma combos precisely the same. You can do like some Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 2 combos exactly the same with him in Tekken 7, only it works a little differently because of, you know, the juggle mechanics, but you can do the same inputs and they work. And that's really neat. It's but... it's fascinating, but I'm not sure it's like I am impressed Good. by that, but I'm not sure it's the right decision. Yeah. Um yeah, I think you're right. I think like Honestly, what I suspect happened is that Akuma is the like the first character they actually tried to build for Tekken Cross Street Fighter, and then that project didn't happen, and they were like, "Well, we've got this this design over here. Yeah, let's put him in Tekken Seven. And like in the story, which we'll talk about, and the story is not great, but his presence in the story is really dumb neat well it's dumb but like it's tech and everything's really dumb like the way he's introduced i thought felt really fun right which was just this moment of like like we can just talk about the story mode completely now let's just move to the story mode. sure 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 please like 
Well, okay, we'll we'll get to Akuma when we get to Akuma. Please take it away. I I absolutely hate the story mode. I hate it with on so many levels. Um, and I don't mean to like this in a bashing way. I just genuinely think that it has a lot of bad decisions. And I'm gonna just start start off with the way it plays, which is first off, it changes its own rules, which I absolutely hate. Like um, you start the game. You're uh, playing a fight. And, you know, the game has this rule of when my health is this much, I go into Rage Art. When I have Rage Art, I can do this. In the story mode, the game will be like, oh no, the first round doesn't have Rage Art. We don't want it. Okay. You win the first round. Okay, now you have full Rage Art on the opponent. And also they do generally more damage than they usually do even with the Rage Art. So... They change these rules and how the thing handles in the sense of giving it some, you know, massive scale. Like, oh, you're fighting the powerful version of a thing. But rather than reserve it to the end, like where you're fighting, I don't know, hyper-powered Kazuya or whatever, uh, the game goes, oh, no, Nina. Nina has infinite rage in round two. Deal with it. I don't care. Well, and also it it's like... It's not really round two, right? Like, if you win round one, and then there's this, this you know, like, quick little, like, mini cutscene of both the characters being like, no, I'm serious, and they both have rage. And then whoever wins round two wins. Yeah. And that's, like, the, the gameplay level. So I, I really hate that. And I'm not even going to comment on the random quick time events that sometimes happen. That's, like, whatever. Uh, I've, I've come to terms with that from Mortal Kombat X. But... What I really hate is they jump perspectives who you're playing, and that's fine. You know, there's a lot of characters in tech and a lot of stories to cover. I'm fine with whatever. But you have this moment where, for example, I'm playing as, I don't know, Alice, and I'm fighting Nina. And I, if I lose against Nina, I have to restart. And then I have to restart again if I lose, but then again. And then if I win, I'm like, cool, I won. And then Nina knocks me out in the cutscene. So, mm-hmm. so I'm like, why don't you just let me play Nina instead? Like, it's fine. I don't need to play a good or a bad guy who are jumping between characters just giving me whoever. It's really fine. Oh, okay, I'm playing this character, and I beat this person. And then next chapter, I'm finding the character I used to play, and they're my opponent. Like, that's interesting. But no, they don't do that. Well, and also there's like there's another thing you could do, which is a classic thing. Like I'm, I'm going to use a, a pretty out of left field example because it's the one that pops to mind. But in the first Kingdom Hearts, uh, pretty early in the game, you fight Squall, right? Because yeah. he gets in your way, and you can lose that fight, and and Sora passes out, and the story continues. And then if you win the fight, Sora still passes out, and the story continues, but the dialogue's a little different. It's like, well, why don't you just do that then? Like, if I can lose, if I'm going to lose this fight anyway, why don't you give me a nice thing if I manage to pull off the win? And if not, and I get beat, then the story advances anyway, because that's what happens in the story. Yeah. And also, just the way the story is delivered, so just give everybody a premise. The story is about... Oh, God. <laughs> where do I go? When I was, where do I when I was 23 and covering the war, oh. I took some photos. So the story starts from the perspective of a, jur- a war journalist who lost his family to a war that was instigated by Jin, 
Mishima, and Jin Mishima instigated the war because in the previous game he needed a war to awaken an ancient evil because that ancient evil fell in despair and the only way to kill that ancient evil was to first awaken it and then kill it, so he caused a war so everybody would be in massive despair. In the meantime, Heihachi and Kazuya are having, I don't know, a massive backlog agenda of trying to kill kill each other and take over the world and do whatnot but it's all kind of set in this it's not set like a movie like it's two hours long but it doesn't have the pacing of a movie it has the pacing of a tv show but because it's condensed in two hours it's just like when i say tv show i mean like you have this massive conspiracy plot thing and then it's stretched out and you have some filler and you jump between characters and then it makes sense that you have 24 episodes of a massive tv show but this is two hours condensed of a tv show style plot in a movie and it's just massive faffing about and then all of a sudden it's the final fight that's my impression of it and it's i i just hate every i hate like the delivery of it i hate the way it teaches you how not to play um I really hate the journalist character. Like, it's it's some of the most massive, uh, oh, what is the meaning of being man? What is the meaning of war stuff that I have seen? And it's just ridiculous, like, that even Street Fighter V story mode was more interesting. And I skipped most of that. It was more interesting to, like, watch and play. Do you re- Did you play Metroid Other M? I have seen a supercut of all the cutscenes, so yes. Okay, well that works. Um, the voice acting for the reporter is different, but it reminds me kind of of Metroid Other M. Oh, you mean the, the... He just sounds so disconnected and monotone and bored the whole time. And listen, if I was given the script he was, I would be too. But, it's, boy. It's just... It's just... It's just genuinely bad. Like, like I, I have played a lot of fighting games. I have played a lot of very bad story modes, and like I've played previous Tekken games. Previous Tekken games had pretty okay story modes to follow, but this is just weird and a chore, and you don't get anything from it. Like, no sense of satisfaction. Like the final fight, even which I won't spoil in case you know people care about that. The final fight. Is so annoying that you actually, like, there are situations where you're fighting the thing you're fighting, and it has super armor that works in a way that nothing else in the game works. Like, it's armor as in all of his moves have armor. And how the game expects you to deal with it is actually block all those moves until his sequence is done, hit him a few times, and then when he repeats the sequence, block again and then hit him a few times, because he does the exact same sequence. It's just ridiculous. It just actively teaches you to play the game badly great awesome wonderful but let's go back to akuma and how he is the only nice point of the story because his only agenda is to kill the two most annoying characters in the game kazuya and heihachi and also he just like there's the cutscene where he is introduced is just sort of like a scene that how many times in the Tekken series, has Hihachi been meditating in his dojo when someone smashes through the roof? Like, oh my god. <laughs> that has happened so many times. Yeah. Um, it's, it's also just... Kind of, it's also one thing that's really weird to me, and I don't understand why they did it. So, 
when you usually have like a fighting game that first has an arcade mode, like let's say Blaze Blue or Guilty Gear, I'm used to Arc System Works, or just like anything, usually what you have is the arcade mode, which is a very generic series of fights, which all kind of conclude with the final boss, and then, you know, that's it. And let's say like, uh, uh, oh god, what's the name of the tiger lady, like uh, Heihachi's wife? Kazumi. Yeah, Ka- oh, Kazumi. Yes. Yeah. So Kazumi was the final boss in the arcade mode. So you'd kind of assume, oh, the story has to be something about her resurrecting, coming back to life. Like it has to tie into that kind of like the same pace or some premise. Like there has to be a reason she's there. But no, like the only way she exists in the actual story mode is just a flashback. She doesn't actually exist, even though she's in the arcade mode. So again, it's just kind of why are these decisions being made? I genuinely want to know. Yeah. But, anyway, so Akuma crashes through the roof um, in, in classic Tekken fashion, and there's... It's, I feel like it's just a really good a really good scene overall because, you know, Haihachi's just like, oh, good, another challenger, and then he starts throwing fireballs and shit, and it's like, oh, no, this is like... the The style clash, I feel like, is really effective. And then also he is just like... I'm just here to kill you. And Hayati's like, well, if that's, if that's why, why didn't you do it earlier? Like, you know, three games ago. <laughs> and Akuma's like, you weren't worth my time. It's like, damn. I, I am, I am, on one hand, like, a, a, a smidgen of me is annoyed at how much they don't want to explain what the hell Akuma is doing there. They don't actually give you much details, but on the other hand, I really respect it because why would Akuma even care about giving anyone details? He's just there to kill them. Well, and also, I feel like you can kind of intuit it, right? Like, Akuma... I mean, his name means demon. He's a demon. Kazumi had a whole thing with demons, and I guess she asked a demon to go take... She prayed to Akuma... (laughs) Like a decade ago, oh, it's amazing! It it's so got... bad. <laughs> but so let's 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 even even if we let the story mode slide, which I honestly, in this day and age, like even if I hate Nether Realm yeah. fighting games, like they are kind of setting the bar higher, and you should kind of try at least to semi follow it. But mm-hmm. the bigger offender is that. Aside from the story mode teaching you how to play in a wrong way, there is nothing in the game that teaches you how to play the right way. Your only tutorial no. are tooltips, and that is very depressing. Like, yeah, there is no tutorial mode. There is no training mode. There is a training mode. No. Well, sorry. There, there is no. There is no mode that trains you. There is a mode in which you can train, which is, I guess, what traditionally training. But there's no like there's, challenges. There's no like do this combo or here's what this move is good for. Yeah, so, 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 okay. So I'm gonna go back to Dead or Alive again because it's a 3D fighting game and it's from the previous generation of consoles. But in that game, um, first, if you wanted to learn the tutorial, you had the entire story mode, which gave you little challenges. And you had, I think you also had a tutorial mode, but what's more important, if you wanted to learn a character, you had a list of commands, like it had command mode, essentially. And it would show you the command input above. And when you have that command input above, you input it, and if you input it right, it gives you a ding, oh, good job, you managed to land it, here's the next move. And then it cycles through all the, like, hundred and something moves, because it has pretty much as many moves as Tekken does. And if 
like a move says, oh, you have to attack the opponent while his back is turned, the training dummy will turn its back automatically when that moves, move is queued up. You don't have to do anything. If you want to see how the move is done, you press a button and you have an instant demonstration of the move being executed. And that's a very effective way to go through everything. In Tekken, you can display the command list while you're in training mode. Um, when you input the move, there's no indication whether that's the move that came out or not, which is a massive problem because a lot of moves in Tekken look very similar. Uh, when I was trying to figure out, like, when I was doing that whole misstep garbage with Kazuya, and he's got the wind god fist and then the electric wind god fist if you do it frame perfect, I had no idea which one I was doing. I was like, well, I guess I'm probably doing the bad one, but, like, there's no indication whether I'm doing it right, because they look exactly the same, except for one of them has slightly more lightning. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and and then when you do that, um, there's no indication it was successful, uh, you have to manually switch to the next move or the previous move. If you want to see a demonstration, you actually it's a very small load screen, but you still go through a load screen. Mm-hmm. And then if a move is like, oh, hit the opponent while he's lying on the ground, well, go, go and press start, go to dummy settings, tell the dummy to lie down. Um, and then the dummy doesn't lie down, but you have to reset the training room, and then he'll spawn lying down. Or, or like, I tried to, without resetting stuff, I was like, oh, do it from behind, right? And I was like, okay, I can just walk behind them. I'm like, no, they rotated to face me. I have to go into dummy settings, or they're just going to fucking turn and follow me. It is so ridiculous, and I'm very sorry, but we have had so many games in the past ten years that have just done this better, that there is genuinely no excuse other than we're tech and people are going to play us anyway, which... Is probably true. Um, yeah, they just generally the lack of the lack of any kind of instruction as to how to play the game is is embarrassing. Like we talked about all these all these ideas as to how to help your how how to learn to get into a fighting game, and I feel like I was only able to apply maybe half of them because the game just didn't give me the tools to learn anything. No, it was it was genuinely ridiculous. And if I wanted to learn a specific character, like even with the move list. Uh, that I have, like for example for Kuma, because he has he's a stance character, so he cancels it some stances. I actually learned that some specific moves cancelled into the stance only by watching random YouTube videos. There was no other way to find out. No documentation, no tooltip, nothing. And it's just insane because I'm the firm belief that Tekken is a very good fighting game to pick up because it has immediate feedback. Um, you feel like you're doing stuff even uh, when you don't know exactly what you're inputting because of the way the actual buttons are allocated. And it has so many good things, so many beginner-friendly things, but then the game actively antagonizes beginner players because it tells you nothing. It's even down to, like, the move lists are often around 100 moves, and, like, you mouse over them and it doesn't tell you anything. Well, cursor over them. Like, you curse over a move in Blaze Blue and it's like, the, you know, like a fierce, like, slashing uppercut or whatever. And you go over all these moves and you have no information except for their input and the name of the move. And the name of the move is very often a string of nonsense Japanese. Yeah. So, um, just to give another, just a more. Even if we're not going into complex levels, just to give an example of like one thing I got confused over. 
So in Tekken, if you don't press a button, you block. If you press back, you also block high and mids. But what I didn't know is, how do I block low? Is blocking low just down? Or is blocking low back uh, and down at the same time? Or is it either or, both? Like, when there's a fundamental problem when I can't understand how I block in your game until I just actually try it in a fight, that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, I played some Kazumi, and she had a move where she just, like, like sort of, like, it seems like she smacks her thigh almost. She sort of punches straight down right in front of her leg, right? Yeah. And I was doing it against the Traming Dunny, and it wasn't even hitting the Traming Dunny. And I'm like, okay, I guess that move is useless and garbage. And I, of course, I, you know, moved the cursor over it, got zero information as to what it was supposed to do. And then I was playing online against a friend, and I accidentally did it right before an attack, and she parried the attack, and then a tiger leapt over her shoulder and did a spin attack. And I was like, that's all. Why don't you tell me that? That's amazing. Why, why wouldn't you start the description with, oh, this moves that you parry with a fucking tiger? <laughs> with a tiger? It was so cool. And, and, and I, I don't understand. Yeah, and the, so we, we, we sound angry here, but the only reason why we're hang, angry, or at least why I'm angry, is... I have had so much fun actually playing the game that the that these yeah. shortcomings just frustrate me so much because I've been playing this online quite a lot. I have played this against colleagues almost every day since release on lunch breaks. It is a very fun game to play. It is very enjoyable. It's silly in good ways. It lets you express yourself a bit more than usually fighting games do, in my opinion. At least, like like, on a basic level for a player, and you still feel like you're doing stuff even on the lowest level, whereas in a lot of, you know, I love Guilty Gear, but if you're just starting out with Guilty Gear and you're trying to figure out how stuff works, the matches look boring. In, in Tekken, it looks fun because you're doing weird, spinny stuff. And it's yep. so much fun, and I get so frustrated that it's like, oh, I want to recommend you Tekken because it's easy to pick up, but also the game will actually not tell you anything, so if you want to not look up YouTube videos or anything, go play Guilty Gear or Blaze Blue, which has a much better breakdown of all of its rules within its uh, game, but it's also more complex. So it's got... Or just w- or just wait for Dragon Ball Fighters because that looks amazing. Oh, but... that looks good. Okay, so... <sighs> there is also, single-player-wise, we should also mention there's treasure mode. Ugh. It's just... <laughs> it's just nothing at all. Um, you fight a series of... It's it's just like it's like a, it's like an endless survival mode. Only the people are wearing random outfits, and at the end you get like you get drops. You, no, it's no, no, no. not It's boring. No, you get nothing. You get garbage. Okay, so for those who don't know, I worked on free to play video games. I know how garbage drops can be. This is like that level of garbage. Which just to give an example, so you win a fight, you get a chest. In that chest, there may be. Um, a costume piece. And that costume piece can either be a global costume piece, which means everybody can use it, or it may be a character-specific costume piece, which means only that one character can use it. However, you playing your character doesn't really increase the chances of you getting costume pieces for your character. Now, even though there's less customization options than in previous Tekken games, like drastically less... um, there's still a lot of costume pieces to go through. I still am missing a lot of stuff, even though I've played it for hours on end. And the most insulting part is, 
you get money when you win, and you use that money to buy some costume pieces. Not the the ones that are unlocked from the start, but are only purchasable. But the game sometimes in the in the chess, which you spend an entire match to get, it gives you gold. But it gives you like a fifth of the gold you earn from otherwise winning the match. Which is just insulting. And I don't want to play treasure mode, but I really want you know, rainbow colors on my bear when I'm fighting, so that's annoying. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I played a couple of rounds of, of treasure mode, well, a couple. I played a couple of sessions of treasure mode on a couple of different characters, and I was like, no, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine being an army bear with a glowing shield and... Uh, um, Rainbow Sparkles, uh, that will be my character. I'm just disappointed that I can't have a hat on Kuma, which you could have in Tekken Tag 2. I could, in Tek- that is disappointing. In Tekken Tag 2, I, I customized Kuma to have jeans, a jacket, glasses, and a cap. And now he can only have glasses out of all those things. I'm just disappointed. I, uh, I, I played a lot of Tekken 4 on the PS2. So, as a Lee main, it was really easy for me. I just went in, and by default, I could unlock customization to make him look like his alter ego from 4, Violet, and then I was happy. Violet is great. Violet's great. Lee is gen- Lee, Lee was my second pickle character, but I, I really wanted to play Kuma, which is really good because I am I have realized I have annoyed a lot of people online. I have gotten uh, some rage mail, which is very nostalgic. I haven't gotten rage mail in fighting games in a long time. Uh, but also, I think some of my co-workers are actively hating me for playing Kuma. Tell us about your online experiences, Mio. So, my online experiences. Um, again, I start from uh, like level zero, effectively. I did play Tekken before, but nothing stuck. And that was very bad. But I decided, you know, I'm going to play ranked and try and get... Not to the top, but I'm going to try and get very high. And I did get to uh, above Grandmaster, which for me is... I didn't even expect that. But aside from the Rage Art spam, which we mentioned earlier, um, I've noticed that lows in Tekken are essentially overheads in 2D fighting games. Like the equivalent of how powerful they are, because people don't know how to block low. Um, yeah. And it took me a while to learn how to block low as well, but it's pretty ridiculous. But also, I have been a massive dick to people online, um, and I apologize to that. But um, basically, Kuma can lie on the ground on his own, <laughs> which is the same way he lies down as in like when you sweep him or knock him down. And instead of you know doing the normal thing of getting up and fighting, uh, he can attack with his claws while lying on the ground. He does like a like a what a backstroke a, almost a backstroke or a forward stroke if he's facing forward. Mm. I have won entire matches just by doing that. Like, like genuinely entire matches. Like I would intentionally just lie down and people would try to sweep me and sometimes it hit, but they'd lose so much health in the process they just die. Or I just do the thing of uh, since I'm playing ranked, you know. I have the health advantage, the guy is far away, and he's expecting me to go forward to him, and instead I just lie on the ground and wait, and I don't mind timing out people. Mm-hmm. So I have been a massive dick, I have had people send me rage mail, I have had people decline rematches, I have had 
people kick me out of lobbies, so it's been a pretty wild ride. Oh, Mio. See, I've been I've been an honorable and honest opponent, and thus I have not won very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had finished the story mode, you would have uh, seen the quote at the end, which is, uh, oh no, I just reminded myself, ah! I was about to say, <laughs> you would have seen the character quote, which said, it doesn't matter how you win the fight, it's just who's left standing, which I completely support. But then I also remembered another thing sure. that made me lose my my mind at the end of the story mode was that they used a freaking um, quote from, uh, from... Yeah, they had a quote from Oscar Wilde. What? There's a quote from Oscar Wilde at the end. <laughs> what? Yeah, the game what? ends with a quote of Oscar Wilde, and it, I think that was... That's why I'm now I am hating myself to remember it, because I think after the two hours of the stuff I went through story mode, that just was the, the topping of it. That just like the, the cherry on the, the cake, you know, just just lost my mind. Like, how dare you give me a literary quote at the end? Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> what I wish it had done, what it should have done, is just had like the Call of Duty. Every time you lose a fight. It's sort of like it slowly gets blurry <laughs> and then the Oscar Wilde quote over the top. Uh, yeah. Also, I see in our notes that aside from online mode, I also mentioned tournament mode. And um, I, I was very excited about tournament mode when I started playing it, which tournament mode is basically you set the rules for a tournament. It's double, single, elimination, whatever. Eight people come in, people play. And depending on how many people join, you have a prize pool. Now, the thing that they did was, let's say it's full of eight people. That's like five million coins or whatever. Um, sure. You only get your rewards if you stick until the end of the tournament, which is fine. Like, okay, I lost and I'm eliminated. I leave. I don't get the stuff I earned. Fine. The problem is nobody else does. Nobody gets that cut. So... As you're advancing, oh, those, that money disappears. Yeah, as as the tournament is advancing, the first prize pool shrinks because people quit the lobby. So you're like, oh, I'm gonna get five million when I win. Oh no, actually, like most people left, so it's just like two hundred thousand. That's bogus. And I have this theory. Um, I have this theory that the people who are making Tekken are really good at nailing down how the game should play, like the, the actual. Uh, process of me fighting my opponent and having fun and how the moves should work and how they should react and how the systems should work. I think on a fundamental level, all of that is really good. It's why I'm having so much fun actually playing the game. I think they are absolutely out of their field or just have no clue how to do single player anything else. Anything else. Like single player <laughs> content other modes, I think they have a fundamental lack of understanding of, or just don't want to, teach people how to play their own game, or um, kind of like build around different rules of their own game. It's just, like, the story mode feels like they're, it's very perform, but it's also very badly put together. Um, it's like kind of like, oh, we have quick time events, like uh, Mortal Kombat X, and we have switching characters like Mortal Kombat. People like that, and we have cinematics, and we have this switching 
dramatic moments like in Guilty Gear games when, I don't know, Eno has infinite tension and you know that's dramatic and stuff like that. But they don't know how it all works for their game. They just take random ideas and put it. And I think that's a very bad um, thing because now when I recommend Tekken 7 to anyone who wants to get into fighting games, I have to put this massive footnote of also please look up online how to play the game because this game actively doesn't know how to tell you. Yeah. I think that's like... Ultimately, that's where I come down on the game as a whole. I enjoy it, and I'll I'll probably I'll keep playing it a little bit. But like, I am a person who really likes switching characters. Like, I ha- I always have a main, and you know, probably a secondary as well. Yeah. But I like switching characters a bunch. I like seeing the range of what's in the game and what's possible. And Tekken does such a poor job of explaining itself at every possible opportunity that that's just not doable unless I just want to play like a scrub and mash like mash a, a jab for an entire match and it's just not it I'm probably not going to be able to stick with it because of that yeah I, I I can completely get that um one of the things I've noticed is there is still a lot of um even though the messaging in the game is very clear there's still a lot of things that look like one move but are actually a different move and I thought first, okay, I'm playing Kuma, maybe that's my character straight, because he has a lot of low moves that look like middle moves, and a lot of middle moves that look like low moves. So in a lot mm. of cases, you know, sometimes it's just like the point of it is to look like a bluff move, but sometimes it's just the game says this is what it is, and there is no way of knowing it until you get hit by it or block it. Uh, and I first thought, okay, that's just Kuma, maybe that's just the character straight, that's a zany bear character. But then I'm playing against uh, other characters, and, you know, I'd get hit by moves and ask my friend, wait, was that, like, a mid? Because that really looked like a low. And it's like, nope, it's a mid. And then I get hit by a, a low, and I'm like, wait, but that looked like it was a middle move, but no, it was actually low. So there's a lot of those situations where you have to learn things by fighting, and it would have really helped if there was this kind of, like, per-character command-testing move. Um, because then I could, like, also learn other characters. Like, it'll be easier to switch other characters, but I could also learn how to play against other characters. Like, I wouldn't lose to, I don't know, Gigas, because I don't know how to how his moves look. I wouldn't lose to King, because I don't know how to escape his super long grapple string, because you have to do a very specific thing to escape it, and I don't know what it is. No, but there's nowhere to know unless you look at it online. Mm-hmm. And that's that, that kind of, like, annoys me. And that that's kind of why it makes it so hard to. It's it's. I want to recommend it, and I do recommend it. It's just with this massive like. Please be careful when you go into this. There's a lot of stuff you need to know as you go in. Whereas if I tell you to go play, I don't know, Dead or Alive or Guilty Gear or Blaze Blue or whatever, or even Street Fighter, I can be at least like, um, safe uh, in knowing that what you have on that disc is enough for you to learn how to play the game. Like, you don't have to open tutorial videos, ask people, look at guides, like, there are actually tools inside to teach you everything you need to know if you want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think I think it's a cool game, and I think it's cool for people who already feel like they've got a decent grasp on how fighting games work and feel like they're up for the challenge of a game that doesn't necessarily tell you how to play, but... 
if if you are like I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like truly pretty new to this genre, I don't think Tekken's going to help you out. Yep. Um I yeah. Yeah. I guess we're going to have to um uh, start recommending a different fighting game now as we go to think. Uh. Well, maybe next episode I'll have a recommendation for a newer fighting game. Ooh. Perhaps. Ooh, mysterious. It's it's arms. We're going to talk about arms. And, but, and if, it, if that doesn't work out, let's just hope that the Dragon Ball game is good. Yeah. Well, yeah. So let's uh, let's wrap this up. I think we've yeah. yelled enough about Tekken. Uh, it's, we've gone a bit longer than we usually do. Oh, I don't know. Once we, once we edit out all the technical difficulties, it'll probably be fine. Yeah, so... That that's that's basically everything we think about Tekken. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please uh, give us a like, comment, tweet at us. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave us a review. It can be any review from one to five. We would have loved it if it's a higher. But if you hate us, please tell us that too. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter and uh, talk to us about uh, fighting games or ask us questions or just suggest things we should cover i am at mdk uh ii that's mdk roman numerals for two um and colin is at six two six four that's with all words s-a-x-t-w-o-s-a-x-f-o-u-r did i get that right indeed yeah yeah Unlike last time where I managed to misspell it myself. Yeah. Also, uh, also, if you want to check out uh, Colin's other stuff, um, go to Scanline Media or listen to one of his numerous podcasts. Um, <laughs> if you want to check out stuff I do, aside from the YouTube channel, you can check me out at uh, twitch.tv slash realsovietbear. I sometimes stream uh, fine games and sometimes I stream anything else. Yep. That's about it for us. Uh, Thanks for joining us, guys, and we'll see you next month. Later.